0: Please, I'm Jay Aquarian Insight and these are going to be our Aquarius season messages for Aquarius. Happy birthday, Aquarius. I wish all of you a very happy birthday. Those of you that are celebrating your solar returns this season, especially the early Aquarians like me. I'm the 21st of January. When's your birthday? Or what do you have in Aquarius? Because this is the message for everyone. What do you have in Aquarius, if anything? I know quite a few people with zero degrees. I know at least one with Venus there. I know one with Chiron there. So I feel like all the zero degrees Aquarians have been stepping up. Okay, let's have a look at this reading. I, ha- I put that quote at the beginning. I will explain it at the end, the David Goggins quote or quotes. I haven't decided if I'm going to include one or two yet, but I will explain it at the end. He is an Aquarius sun with an Aquarius rising and his Aquarius rising is one degree. So he is an early um, Aquarius rising. So he'll be affected by Pluto. I'm excited to see what that means for him, but I'll talk about that at the end. Right. Let's get on with this reading. You can see I'm using the Starseed Oracle. It's not a deck that I really enjoy the language of. So I'm going to put it that way. However, we are integrating everything, it is about, I mean, that's part of it, beyond living, beyond preference, right, that is a theme that I talked about all of last year and so I use this because, not because I think this is how it is with the language of, you know, the star seeds, that's not a language that I personally use and yet I can see how it works with some of my own beliefs and I I want to show that this is not just about oh well they're not using the language that I want or they're talking about star seeds or you know angels or whatever if you can see on the screen right now that's the tower and the hierophant that sets the tone for I think Aquarius going forward Um, the hierophant is the way things have been done it's the prescribed path the tower blows that all up (laughs) and um that is Aquarius shock therapy. I'm not saying all Aquarians are that. It's one of the reasons I use Goggins um as the quote for this season. But it is what Aquarius energy is is known for. Um I, I know well, you know, some people don't believe that. They think that's more Uranus. Well Uranus is a ruler of Aquarius, I believe. Um, the way that I look at things, and again, see, it doesn't matter what you believe around that. Can you integrate it into your own language? Can you see how what someone else is saying in your own language? So talking about that, let's get started with this Starseed Oracle while I finish pulling the cards on the screen. And we are going to begin. Oh, gosh, I've got too many things going on here. Right. I had too many. I had too many things going on with the books; (laughs) they were all muddled up. Right, let's begin. Starkeeper. That is the first card. Let me show you it. Oh God! This deck does have beautiful colors, though. Right, let's speak. It says, "Cosmic ancestor, seed the light by staying grounded. You're an ancient keeper of the stars." here to anchor and seed your light in your unique way. You've likely been incarnating on Earth for some time, dedicated to an era of awakening and bringing about a long-awaited shift in the planet's evolution. We're at a tipping point now. The survival of Earth and all its species is coming to a head. The more grounded you remain during this transitional period, the more helpful you'll be. The more you tend to the flames of your own heart, the more love you'll anchor onto this planet and then we see that with the sun coming up as the advice the wisdom of the stars is imprinted in your soul the more soul fragments you call home the more this wisdom is seeded here you may be called to be in different places in the world to, so you may be called to be in different places in the world to anchor this light perhaps by taking a trip or living in a certain location. You may also find yourself experiencing awakening symptoms. The more grounded you remain, the more stable Earth's energy will become and the less reactive humanity will be. You're here for a double mission to grow as an individual and as part of a larger collective. That's bringing about a shift in frequency. Trust that you can be in the world but not of it and lead a truly glorious life. Now, why I love this message, and I love that it's come up for Aquarius, apart from the fact that it's got a star in the title, is that is part of the Aquarian, that thread from the individual. What is it that makes you an individual? As in, that is what the collective is. You are an expression of the collective, what you see in the collective, what you see on the world stage. You hear me talk about this all the time. That is a part of this. And so I, I love that line when it said, <clears throat> excuse me, the more grounded you remain, the more stable Earth's energy will become. Now, yeah, we can look at that. And, I, I, you know, me talking about the Starseed Oracle in that way, I'm not putting it down. I, the reason, I love it. I love that, that language in and of itself, I don't use. Not that there's a problem with the language. It's the way that it is incorporated It's the way that spirituality can go to one whole extreme and material physical is seen on the other. It's about the integration of the two. And whatever we see kind of divided out there in the world, we can integrate it within ourselves. For it to exist everywhere, it must exist somewhere. Charles Eisenstein says that all the time and I'm a big believer in that. So there is a the starseed activation quote here and it says I acknowledge that I'm a star keeper I choose to anchor my light and stay as grounded as possible the key phrase there being choose to choose this Aquarius is all about frequencies it is about a shift in our consciousness now now whether you believe that to be because of starseeds whether you believe that to be at a soul level Whether, you know, you've been reading historical books at the fourth turning like I have, and you think it's part of the cycle now, there is a role to be played with this Aquarius energy, wherever you may have it in your chart. What is that role? Well, we shall see with Black Egg and Cobra coming up. And they came out together as well, which was interesting. So Black Egg says, speaking from an authentic voice, the truth. The Black Egg contains one of life's essential treasures, the truth. Inside of it resides no confusion, excuses, small talk, noise or lies, not even white ones. This living and breathing vessel harbours only that which rings true. When this essence is in balance, we speak slowly and clearly. We are drawn to activities like writing, reading, teaching, singing, or perhaps public speaking. Sounds draw us in, books draw us in, the concept of truth itself draws us in. We start asking questions like, what do I know to be true about myself? And what is true about the world? When the energy of the black egg is not yet accessed, we speak from an unsure place. We say things others want to hear, gossip or repeat stories to justify our subpar behaviour. We might even try to convince ourselves that we have no inner truth at all. The energy of the black egg hovers and waits for us to reconnect. It is available at every moment, in every situation. It's the epicentre of truth, the birthplace of our voice. Now what's interesting around this is, it's, um the black egg is the fifth chakra which is the throat chakra taurus right the hierophant which came up at the beginning with the tower is in the future as well taurus taurus is aquarius's fourth house it is so in in that sense then i really feel like this is pointing to that core truth where you know sometimes we can turn it into i'm not comfortable speaking that truth or There's only some people that understand me. So we'll only speak when people understand us. This is going beyond that. Now, look at the the card that comes with it is Cobra, which is amazing. And it says, pausing, waiting the inner teacher. The Cobra represents a teacher or spiritual guardian. The Cobra hovers and watches ever-present, ever-protecting, ever-loving. The essence of the cobra is found deeper than us in the form of the inner teacher and manifests externally in those special guides who've led us along our path. What would it feel like to be a student again? What are you ready to learn? Remember the old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. When in balance, a student of life, humble, wise. When out of balance, know it all, egocentric to bring into balance, taking a class, study. (coughs) Excuse me. So there's two things that come up here, right? One of them is speaking your truth, which is what you know, right? What is it that you know? What is your truth? What do you think? But also being open to learning. And so in that sense, when we speak, are we curious? That is because even the black egg showed Or the questions that I shared were, you know, what do I know to be true about myself? What is true about the world? These are questions. This is where we are curious. We're open to discovering new truth. And yet we do have the Knight of Swords here. And we do have the Starkeeper here. So it is doing both. You know, two things can be true, that we are a student and we are a teacher, every single person. And... I, I've I've seen this I've experienced this recently with someone in my own life where you know sometimes we, we won't speak the truth unless we're guaranteed complete um, just someone agreeing with us or have you ever done that when you've spoken to someone and you disagree with them, you understand what they're saying you disagree with them and you say okay yeah I get that but I don't see it that way and they will keep saying to you but no but you don't understand no but you don't understand Because their thinking is, I know how true what I'm saying is And if they don't agree with me, it has to be because they don't understand No, it's because the other person sees a different truth So there's a lot around truth that comes up in this Um, Let's kind of get into the cards Talking about truth, swords Swords are thoughts, beliefs, ideas and how we communicate them We've got the five of swords, which is a combative energy it's actually Venus and Aquarius, it's an Aquarius card. Um, it talks about trade-offs and it talks, you know, the truth is the truth of the truth, but it can be blind ambition. It can be where we argue, we want the last word and it is a difficult energy. It's an agent of chaos. And I kind of feel, cause usually there's, it's an empty win, right? It, it's It's not a victory, it's an empty victory because you might have had the last word, you might have been right, but if you've alienated people, if you've had to steal everyone else's right to speak, um, because, you know, the person usually leaves with all the swords, then that's not a victory. Let's get a clarifier for that. Whoa, this one, Ace of Swords. Come on, oh wow, okay. of course, So I mean it's all, this is about truth, speaking truth, new truth, we have the Ace of Swords here. The Ace of Swords in the hands of the Knight of Swords, it's not the King of Swords, it's not even the Queen of Swords, the Knight of Swords is learning to speak in a new way, Is progressing a situation by t- expressing truth. But the old way of doing that is the five of swords with winners and losers. I'm right, you're wrong. I agree, I disagree. And that I've been sharing for years. So I won't need to go into it here. But you've heard me say this: that, you know, that is it tells you a lot about yourself. That what when if you what is your first reaction to anything that you take in? Um something that you read, something that you watch, something that you do, whatever. Like, you know, if someone's putting forward an argument, what is your first reaction to it? For the longest time, mine always used to be, do I agree with this or do I disagree with this? And I only noticed that had changed when there was like a, a, I didn't have anything to say, like someone would say something, I didn't really, I really didn't have anything to say at first. And I was thinking, why am I having this reaction? And it was because no matter what you presented to me, I, w- I could give you, I agree with that, I disagree with that, you know, and it's valid, I mean there's nothing wrong with that If that's how you come at it But I noticed I think this was around 2020 And I I know I said I wasn't going to go into this And here I am going into it But anyway um, I I noticed that it wasn't helping That you know If, if we're going to work as a co- cohesive whole If you want to retain your relationships You want to build stronger relationships What does it matter If you agree or disagree Where does that get you if one of you is like an an adamant and you know you're an atheist and you you are so convinced of that there is no god right and you're not religious or anything but the other person is a believer is, you know believes in god believes in religion has a spiritual practice then what does that mean if you agree or disagree and it speaks to the identity that each person has if one person has made their whole identity their religion or the other person has made their whole identity their lack Of belief in a God then that tells you so much about your truth and how you define yourself that's very egocentric not using ego as a put-down it's about our identity what is our identity so for me it isn't even if you agree or disagree with someone if that's how you want to do it what does that mean and here it's this is clashes this is conflict And so this Knight of Swords is like, right, we've got this new way of communicating this. I have, or maybe even I believe something new, right? Ace of Swords can be a decision. It's a new truth, a new personal philosophy. It's a hard one truth. And the Knight of Swords is more about how he interacts than what he says, right? He can make it about what he says. He can make it about his own truth and then he will go in fighting. And the Knight of Swords and the Five of Swords can be a really nasty combination. You've heard me say that before. But with the ace of swords it's this thing of like there's a new has to be a new way to communicate to express my truth now let's take it literal mundane you may have gone from writing books to now you're going to start making videos you might have gone from podcasting to now i don't know writing right you know or having a blog or doing whatever so it can literally mean a new way of communicating which challenges you the knight of swords is you know discovering new ways of doing that and in fact that is very much highlighted here with the four of coins which is the four of pentacles and this is where if you could combine it with this speaking of truth interacting how we fight whatever it's the awareness of our own desire to not be vulnerable so you may find yourself interacting with this energy of Only speaking to people that you, like, you know, so you have an echo chamber. People that you know agree with you. Or only talking about safe topics. I know a number of Aquarians who, and I know a lot of people think it's not very Aquarian. I think it's very Aquarian. Are looking for the perfect romantic partner because that will at least be the one person that's in their corner. They, They are safe to be who they are because they will have a partner with them you know, it depends on all the other placements and stuff, but there are Aquarians that are that way as well. And it's not just Aquarius, you know, everyone will be looking at this within their own life, within, within the own their own different areas of their life. So this is where we don't want to be vulnerable. But the Four of Pentacles says nothing ventured and nothing gained. That if you hold on to that, nothing will change. And there's no way to actually be completely invulnerable right you will there will be vulnerability and it's hardly surprising but we have judgment that comes up with it which is pluto and of course you know pluto enters aquarius on i mean pluto conjuncts this uh, this or rather the sun conjuncts pluto at 29 degrees Capricorn and 59 minutes, right at the, 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 the end of the last degree of Capricorn. And then the sun enters Aquarius and then Pluto enters Aquarius. So, of course, you know, with judgment, this is can be dark night of the soul. But it's also saying that what's done is done, right? Where you've not wanting to be vulnerable before or how you fought before or how you've expressed your truth that's that's done we draw a line under the past judgment is a card of forgiveness and nine times out of ten we have to forgive ourselves right of where we've stayed quiet of where we've not expressed our truth of where we haven't shown up completely honestly there's loads of reasons that we do that we can be too understanding right you know if you've done a lot of trauma work and known where you project your own wounds on other people people then when someone does it to you you might have allowed that to happen thinking okay i get where they're coming from like you you know it's not about you you don't take it personally but that's what doesn't mean that you don't stay quiet right it is about expressing your truth that's what this whole learning new ways to speak your truth and express it while remaining grounded so there's a lot of you know in comfortable with your own skin I know from my own experiences that whenever I've come up against someone and where you know I feel like an alien or they don't get me or you know all of that textbook stereotypical Aquarian stuff that comes up it's because they reflect my own judgments of myself so let's take take judgment as literal now here's the thing though when we when judgment comes up it's a decision it does represent a decision and it's a massive one. That's why it takes a while to we do a review, a review of our lives. And that may have been the last year for you since um, Pluto was lost in Aquarius, which was, you know, um, Aries, Taurus and Gemini season last year. And it takes a moment because we look back and we think about what we've done and what happened to us. So it can be a bit of a dark night of the soul. But we draw a line under all of that because we understand that we did the best that we could with what we knew at, the, at that time. And we know it's that once we make that decision, it, it's never going to be the same again. And so what is the decision? With the Four of Pentacles, it indicates this decision to be more vulnerable, to, to you know, what is our comfort zone? Where have I been hiding out in my comfort zone? This could be just speaking on topics that you know about, right? Where So you come to situations with just this thing of, I know. Or you look to other people, that they know everything, I don't know anything, right? But you do, you know something. So it can go a lot of ways, it depends on how you've been um, expressing this energy in your life. Let's have a look at this Four Pentacles. It looks like a very young Queen Elizabeth II, I will say. Yeah, Queen of Wands. Five of Cups. Right. So we have the Queen of Wands with the Four of Pentacles. And that's, I mean, that's going to be showing up. That's Aries energy. Um, Aries is the third house of Aquarius. So that's how Aquarians think. Very kind of dynamic, very direct, very straightforward, very expressive. But Think about that. If you if you think that you're the most outspoken Aquarian that ever existed, right? Or even if you're not an Aquarius, you do believe that about yourself. You're like, no, I'm really out there. I'm outspoken. I do it. I show up. Okay, so where have you been doing that? That's what the Four of Pentacles would say then. Are you that way with your family? Are you that way with your friends? Are you that way online? Are you like a keyboard warrior? So no one knows who you are, but you do it from behind there. Because that four of pentacles is going to say you've still been playing it safe. And it's in the past. So we're aware of this. We're coming in with this knowledge. That's the underlying energy. Judgment and the five of cups is the review has then been about. It's a little bit sad, actually, that. But it's been of regrets, losses, missed opportunities, the support that we've not had, the three cups that fall over, right? Or where we've not supported whatever, whatever may be. With the five of swords coming up here and the five of cups, here, these are chaos, you know, in head and heart. So there's a lot going on there, very chaotic energy that's coming up there. But we are focused on the knight of swords. Very that's Gemini. That is, you know, communication. How do I communicate my truth? How do I interact with others when I'm expressing my truth? Um, we got the queen of wands, not the queen of swords, so let's have a look. What's this? Who's coming up for this knight of swords? Seven of Cups, alright. Yeah, Emperor. There's a lot of Aries energy going up for you, Let's get one more. Oh, two more came out. Alright. Right, so with the seven of the Knight of Swords and with so with the Seven of Cups and the Emperor, it says, you know, what is a dream worth pursuing? What is it? What is the dream that's worth pursuing? Hang on one second. I have about four David Goggins quotes. I'm not going to use all of them. I have about four of them that I I would love to to use and they all speak to what I'm picking up about this season. Uh, but then I thought if I read it out, I'm committing to that and I'm not. So they're all good. I'll see. By the time I get to the outro, you'll you'll know what I'm going to refer to. what is a dream worth pursuing right knight of swords now you may not know that or you may know that already but it's less about what you want to pursue and more about how you want to pursue it so the emperor steps up with his own personal power he is the emperor he embraces the title that you know he has and you're an emperor of your own empire your life is your empire And so you're the one that shows up with responsibility. All the decisions are left up to you. And so it's the decision of what is a dream worth pursuing? Because I must speak from the dream. I must speak from the vision. Now, with the Nine of Pentacles and the Ten of Cups coming up, which is interesting they come up because it speaks to, I just did the weekly actually before I started doing this, which was, um, what did I call it? New expression of nobility. Nine of Pentacles, I mean Four of Pentacles, Nine of Pentacles, these are comfort zones. And so if you think about this, a dream worth pursuing with the Nine of Pentacles and Ten of Cups is one that, okay, so one that I create on my own. Which that's going out the window, right? And no one needs to hear that more than Aquarius. Like take it from me. Um, this is not, you know, Pluto and Aquarius. I know Pluto gets treated a lot as a, it's not a personal planet. I I fully acknowledge that. It's a collective one, it's a generational one. But it does its work through the energy of a sign and any wherever you have aquarius in your chart whether your aquarius sun watching this rising and you don't have any aquarius but it's hey you watch the seasonal video you have aquarius somewhere in your chart that is where that energy speaks through. We are all the ambassadors right the planets don't just do their thing, and we just are little puppets um it's not I've been listening to the audiobook of um Iliad. It's not because Zeus is doing whatever, and you know um athena is doing it it's not that it's that's what's i i think the the stars tell the story of us of what we are doing, and so we are the ambassadors of whatever that energy is. And so the Nine of Pentacles, the Ten of Cups is, you know, I'm the only one. If if you thought you were the only one that has to, had to do everything alone to have a dream, a personal dream. But remember what that Starkeeper said. It said, you are here on a double mission. Not just your own, whatever your dream is, but one for the collective as well. So then we answer it anew. Because the Ten of Cups, it's it's Mars in Pisces, believe it or not. So Mars is how we take action, right? And it's then how do we act on that? How do we share our good fortune? So Nine of Pentacles, Ten of Cups is, oh, I'm going to get into a good place and then I'll think about giving it to others. But if you're showing up as the emperor, like how you show up, what dreams do you then pick if you're breaking outside of these comfort zones of where, you know, I would just feel comfortable working on my own or, or doing whatever? And you can work alone. This doesn't mean that, you know, if you're a singer, oh God, I have to get into a band or I have to work with other people, but there will be different ways for you to further your career. Or if you're a writer, I mean, you may, if you've always had your own blog, if you've always, um, you know, or made videos like me, like worked on your own, you may now show up in different places. You may support platforms for different writers, you know, for your beliefs, but it's an expansion of that so we can take it too literally and think oh god I have to join a band now or I have to write with other people you don't have to but your dreams also are not just about you because that's comfortable right let's move forward so we've got the ten of cups here I mean you've got the ten of cups here you've got the ten of cups here as well in the present let's see King of Wands. for the Leo energy coming up. Judgment again. Those came out very heavy, the way they slapped out. Let's see. All right. So we've got, I mean, I'm pretty certain these came up in the future, in the weekly, if I remember correctly. And I did shuffle this, so it's strange that they come out again. But I want you to consider, that's another Aries card. That's an Aquarius card as well, Seven of Swords. With the Ten of Cups, then, this is not about some future happily ever after. Why do I say that? Because we've got the Ten of Cups and the King of Wands is how you show up. The Queen of Wands, and you may have been doing this internally, right? Of this is what inspires me. You know, this is what inspires me. This is what makes me sad. This is where I've got regrets. Um, This is where I've wanted to feel safe, though, in expressing my inspirations. What was the other one? Judgment. And this is where I'm leaving those regrets behind. So we've got judgment here with the King of Wands. If judgment is a decision, and this is a decision about how you show up, take it from me, Aquarius, Leo is the one that shows Aquarius how to show up. It is all about the expression of self. Stepping into the spotlight, showing up and interacting and sharing your warmth with other people. So with judgment, it's a transformation, it's a rebirth. It's the phoenix that rises up from the ashes. I love that the phoenix is the king of wands that's coming out from this. But how do we do that? Like, Why have the three of wands then come up with the seven of swords? Three of wands is what we are focused on, right? Our actions, our expectations must be based on the actions that we take. So yes. But then the seven of swords is the risk. It's risk taking. Now, now, The King of Wands is all about expressing his inspiration, expressing his creativity. What is the decision that comes up for you? And maybe you've been on the precipice of making one. Um, Let's have a look. So, I mean, it's a big year for creativity for Aquarius because Jupiter will be moving into Gemini, 5th house. I mean, that's not until May or I think it's in May, but later on this year, To think that we're not preparing for that And then Uranus will, you know, later on Come, uh, move into Gemini as well There's a big difference between having the ruler of your sign In your fourth house and having it in your fifth But these are the kind of questions that come up So what does happily ever after mean to you? How do you embody that right now, king of Wands? What has changed around how you want to show up Or how you show up? in a way I almost wonder if that king of wands is a stand-in for another emperor you know because this is who I am this is who I choose to be this is how I show up all of these cards if you think about ten of cups is you sharing your happiness and joy with others your love with others king of wands is I'm gonna this is what I'm creating you know he's the entrepreneur he he's showing up he has loads of energy to share three of wands that this is not, you know, I'm waiting for my ships to come in. Yes, but this is the this is what I'm giving my energy to. I'm turning my back and everything else. I'm giving my energy to this. That's very different from I need to escape this. I want to avoid this. So this is, with judgment coming up here, it's a massive decision about how you show up. And you're going through that at the moment. Because it's in the present that may be what a lot of this season is where you know you're thinking well that that's not who I am anymore um this is what I choose to face what I choose to confront even maybe I'll get that word I don't usually get that for the three of wands so make your choice from that you're picking from what you confront not from what you avoid I don't want to be seen as weird I don't want to be laughed at. I don't want to start a fight. You don't have to do any of those things. That's the emperor. the king of wands. They're not fighting. They just, they're expressing from self. And because it's the Ten of Cups, it's based on a vision that you see on what your happily ever after feels like, looks like to you. We've got a very miserable sourpuss face, Hierophant, if you have a look at him. And he came out at the beginning when I was shuffling the cards Let's see what he says. Seven of pentacles. What is worth the time and effort? The moon. And because, and you can't base it on the trade-off. Like, so the seven of pentacles is the card of investments and returns. The hierophant tells you what got you here. This is the faith that I've had. And this is what got me here based on, you know, whatever encouraged my faith gave me stability in my life seven of pentacles right so now i'm thinking about what is worth my time and effort how do i change that up this is very taurus energy that's coming that's coming up seven of pentacles is a taurus card but with the moon there you cannot base what you invest in on if it's going to pay off or not that's where the risk comes in it will be a risk you know the fool could have come up here but this full looks like the full deconstructed because that's what matters to you because that's your rebirth because that's who you are now because you know it's a risk you get it but you're going to come out of the shadows the king of wands does not hide in the shadows he's there to be seen especially with the sun coming up here but it's about shining in the moment because that's who you are because that's your truth not because well if i say this and that will happen Let's see what this card is that's sticking out. Ten of Pentacles. So, I mean, bloody hell. If you look at the, um, this is Mercury in Virgo, Ten of Pentacles. So if you look at the Seven of Pentacles and the Ten of Pentacles, it's very much got this thing of you're investing in your legacy. But your legacy is what you do in the moment. You don't actually know if it's your legacy. And it's a very, I mean, judgment twice, but with themes, with Pluto coming in, these themes come up, right? It's that feeling of, well, I could i could die tomorrow. like I could be gone tomorrow. Then if today is my legacy, I'm going to show up fully today. And you do that today and the next day and the next day until it is your time. That's what this feeling is. That what do I invest? What do I, um, what is worth my time and effort? What is worth my time and effort that I love to do, that I invest in? Not because of a future payout. The the moon cancels that. The moon says, well, you don't know. You don't know if you're going to get that. It's almost like your worst fears with the moon coming up there. And it's like, well, I would still do it. I would still do it. But it's based on what you're building. It's based on what you want to be known for. That those actions, what you invest in, how you use your resources, time, money, effort, whatever it may be, that is that is why you do it. But there's something very in the moment about this. Even though the Ten of Pentacles is, it, it lasts beyond us. But you're the one that has to do it right now. You're the one that has to tend to that garden. And this is not guesswork. Because if the moon kind of can't especially the moon in the future cancels out the future, says, look, there's no future there. And there will be no future. If you're creating a new future for yourself and for the whole of humanity, you can't see it. Because you 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 grow it and you build it. But then how do you grow and build something that has no plan? Well, you're not going to do what you did before, the Hierophant, because then you know exactly how it's going to turn out, because you did it before. So it feels like showing up completely from where you are right now, like what matters to you, the bringing the energy, the the creativity, and the inspiration you have right now, but being open to learning. That's the black egg and cobra of, well, it it will turn out a different way. We'll try it a different way. Each turn, be open to this landing a different way, um, bringing forward a different result, right? Seven of Pentacles. There's nothing predictive about this you use your intuition as you navigate these shadowy paths but you can't see how it's going to come up. The advice is the sun and the sun says whatever you focus on is what will grow, it is the spotlight, it is the potential for happiness, it is childlike joy, it's tapping into the inner I don't want to say inner child because I've talked so much about that in Capricorn season. It's not that inner child. It's your sense of fun. It's your sense of creativity. It's your ability to, uh, to see. Uh, it's a kind of light-hearted feeling. That's how it feels. And I don't always read the sun like that, but it feels that way. Even though there's a very strange little child on here, if you have a look at him. <laughs> Let's see what it says. Yeah, Nine of Cups. Guys, I mean, can you make this shit up? No, you can't. That was the sun again, if you hadn't realised. Six of Cups. Which the Six of Cups is sun in Scorpio. So it's like a third sun card that comes up there. So if you look at the past, because remember, what you focus on leads to the future. Underlying is what the present is based on. The past leads to the advice for the present. So these are all present-based energies. So here is that light height energy of the sun. The sun is shining right now where you stand. And are you the sun? Are you showing up fully and sh- shining your light out there? What do you shine, Nine of Cups? What you're grateful for, what you wish for, what your heart's desire is. You know, the Nine of Cups is all of that wonderful, lovely, it's Jupiter and Pisces, right? So it's very expansive energy. There is something very expansive about double Sun and Nine of Cups. It's beautiful. But think about, if we're talking about expressing your truth, there's a very different energy of expressing your truth to look like the winner. Oh well, I knew the answer to that. Well, I know what's right. You know, that kind of know-it-all energy that Aquarius is known for. To This. I know what feels good. I know how I've made peace with my past. Like, you you can change that. There are two different ways of like, you know, and if you want to do this, this is material reality. Then I, you know, this is not star seed oracles. This is not wild unknown animal spirit cards. This is science. This is technology. But even scientists that are talking about consciousness now. I saw this wonderful interview with Andrew Huberman who's talking about his faith in God. And how he sees science and belief in God as compatible, completely compatible. In fact, I think he makes a statement. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he's. I think he makes a statement. I did post it on the Discord server, where he says something like, you know, I don't know how someone can study science and not see evidence of God. So, you know, th- for him, the 2 they're not separate. But if you want to be right, I mean, that's very different you want to I want to always speak just what is right that's different then go and argue with people who you know they took they they talk about that a mile isn't a mile or a centimeter isn't a centimeter or an hour isn't an hour those kinds of things this is different and this is much more expansive and this is much more you showing your light rather than needing to diminish or cut cut out things that's 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 what the swords remember the sword when you speak truth it must be absolute truth from yourself if we use that sword to cut down another it cuts us also which is why the five of swords is an empty victory it's not really a victory it's an exploration of a new way of expression much more expansive much more light-hearted much more based on Your wishes for yourself, your wishes for your community, your wishes for your family, your wishes for the whole of humanity, maybe. But it's done very much in the moment of what you can see and who you are right now. It's very moment by moment. Whenever you get wands, people, that's fire energy, they aren't thinking about tomorrow. They are always in the moment. This is what inspires me now. This is what I love right now. They take action right now. It's it's almost like, you know, in the middle of emotion. That's what wands are. That's what fire energy is. It's so instinctual. It's so in the moment. They aren't considering what's going to happen tomorrow. Why? Because they know they'll just change. Like Something else might inspire them. They'll do something else. And, you know, that can come across as fickle to some people. But if we look at it in its truest sense, it's very honest. It's very direct. It's very real and authentic. And that's kind of what you're asked to do i do love this reading i'll have to sit with it myself sometimes i do when i I do an aquarius reading because in the moment i'm reading it obviously it's just the same as any other sign or reading that i'm doing but sometimes if i ever do watch my readings back which i don't always but it will be the aquarius ones and i think that was an interesting one maybe i need a little bit of guidance let me go check out what what was said there there you go lovely people let me know how you get on with that i'm now going to hand you over to me in the outro so before you go, let's arm you with a little bit of Aquarian insight, extra Aquarian insight. This is really all you need to know for this season and for the energy of Aquarius. And I've used the quotes of a double Aquarius if his uh, ber- if his birth time is correct, then he's like a one degree Aquarius rising. He's an Aquarius sun with a Taurus moon and that is David Goggins. Now, I love him, but I also have used him because I know a lot of people don't love him. A lot of people are really put off by his language they find him too aggressive and that's the reason i've used him not because i love him so much but because i know the polarizing impact that he has on people so let's go through his quotes the the one that i put at the beginning of this and i couldn't reduce it down i just used all of them is the first one uh, is the most important conversations you'll ever have are the ones you'll have with yourself So those are the ones where people will think this about me. I can't do that. I'm going to hurt this person. It's the guilt. It's the shame. It's all of that. And those conversations happen within us. Then he also says, you are in danger of living a life so comfortable and soft that you will die without ever realizing your true potential. We're not going to let that happen, right? This is where I think it's really important to realize that how, I mean, I know a lot of people, myself included, who in the last year, and maybe even more than that, have experienced a lot of losses in their life, whether that's through death, whether that's people leaving. And it can be really easy to get comfortable. In fact, you know, even all the conversation around AI and governments and you know pandemics and all this kind of stuff that goes on. Right. When it comes down to it, it's about how comfortable we want to be you know, take care of me, look after me, um, you know, the ease at which we can have everything, well, uh, what what did I hear someone call it the other day? Oh, diseases of privilege, that illnesses and stuff that we have in our body just because life has become so easy. So those are the first few that I had and I posted those at the beginning of the video, but then I have two more for you and I've saved the best ones to last. Tell yourself the truth that you've wasted enough time and that you have other dreams that will take courage to realize so you don't die a a fucking pussy. Be more than motivated, be more than driven, become literally obsessed to the point where people think you're fucking nuts. Now, this is David Goggins, or Goggins as he'd put it. This is very Goggins actually. He has a split personality almost. at his best this is what he's like and this is why he can be very polarizing you don't have to be a Goggins you don't have to use foul language and yet he does what he does in the only way that he knows how to do it now I watched a podcast of his and you can watch it as well it it was posted on the first of January this year on Andrew Huberman's um YouTube channel you know I love Andrew Huberman as well that was like a dream come true I knew it was going to be a great year as soon as I saw that podcast posted on the first day of the year and here's the point is that whatever you think of him whether you think he's the best thing ever if he's the best thing ever then you can be like him all he is is himself if you think he's the worst thing that ever happened in the world then you don't understand why people like me keep raving about him then be prepared for people to think the same thing about you either way whatever your reaction to him is that's what it means to truly show up and be who you are and especially that bit where he said you know where people think you're fucking nuts it's not and you've heard me say this and I hear him say it as well in fact why I love that podcast that he did with Andrew Huberman you can see the Aquarian you can see the Aquarian insecurity in him of where people don't get what he's doing and you know all the stuff that we use in an Aquarian language he uses it And I thought, I understand that, mate, because I have the same fears. I've had the same shadow of Aquarius come up within me. Now, we're all Aquarians this season, and we're all being impacted by Pluto in Aquarius. And you've heard me over the years. You don't even have to look at Goggins. You've seen me move from a place of insecurity to, I mean, I'm sure I've still got insecurities now, but to a stronger place within myself and what I've realized over the years is at first it was about you know oh well people don't get me well that's on them right like needing to make people stupid um and and I didn't do it consciously and I wasn't thinking that people were stupid but it was just like oh they don't get me I'm an alien or they don't understand what I'm saying um even the people that supported me you know and I was like okay well they don't get me that's fine and you've heard me use phrases like you know oh I'm offering up a a three-course meal and they just want McDonald's and stuff no no, what I had to become okay with to to even post any of this stuff and to be who I am now and to show up in a way where I'm really comfortable with who I am is I didn't have to get comfortable with people not real- realising I had a three-course kind of Michelin-star meal. I had to be okay with the fact that I'm serving at McDonald's, that everyone else already has their wonderful meals and stuff, that I'm serving at McDonald's. That's what you become okay with. However anyone takes you, it doesn't matter. Whether they think you're the biggest loser in the world. You know, Goggins posts his stuff all the time and you can see, you know, you'll hear, you'll see all sorts of comments where he's got childhood trauma, where, you know, this guy needs to be in therapy. What is he doing? You may think that and people may think that about you as well. But that's on them. It says more about us. Our thoughts about other people say more about us than they do about them. Why am I going on about this? because that's your only job is to show up as you. I want you to think of a flower, think of a rose and whether that rose grows in a beautiful cultivated garden, whether it's growing wild in a field somewhere or whether it's growing through the cracks of a pavement in a dirty, smoggy, polluted city, the rose is a rose and so are you that's all you can do, all you can do is be who you are and it's the courage to be who you are, that's what you're asked for now, that is what makes you so unique and it isn't about, you know, when Goggins goes around, he does loads of things that most people don't even know about, you know, that he jumps out of planes to put out fires, he does all sorts of things and he doesn't go on about them and nobody knows because he's not doing it for anyone else, He could do a lot more interviews. He could do a lot more stuff. And you know, a lot of people do think he's a poser. I don't find him a poser at all. And I've read both of his books and watched most of his interviews that he's ever done, his podcasts. He doesn't do that many because it would deter him from his own path. He doesn't mind sharing some of his stuff, but otherwise he just gets on with his life. And that's all you're doing. You're getting on with your life. So I hope if you take nothing else away from this season, that you will take away... The point that you are here to just be you, to grow into whatever it is that you are. An oak tree, a rose, um, you know, ivy across um, the front of a building. But whether and whether you grew up in a cultivated garden, whether you're growing up in, you know, inner city madness or whether you're wild out in the wild somewhere growing. That's all you can be. All you can be is who you are and it's your job to be that fully. I hope you will do that. I hope you will take that to heart. I just want to say I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here with me. I really, really appreciate that. Please give a shout out. And I give a shout out. I give my thanks, my love, my appreciation to everyone that donates because they're literally keeping the lights on all by themselves at the moment. Um, They make all of this possible. Thank you to everyone that interacts with me. That's on the Discord server. There's a link in the description if you'd like to join the Discord server, you can. I've noticed with a a few of the new people that it's not like anywhere else. I'll let you know that right now. It's not like anywhere else um, or that I've been on the internet. I'm sure there must be other communities. We're not that unique. But when it comes to self-expression, all of us express with ownership of what we're expressing and with deep self-awareness so you don't get arguments and stuff you know no one's making digs at each other or arguing with each other or doing all of that stuff i mean we could if we wanted to but everyone's too aware of themselves and that every statement is an i statement everywhere you look you find yourself so whatever you're looking for from a community you will find that there you know people that are looking to argue with others or to take offense you'll find it we will always find that right anyway i'm gonna stop rambling i love you guys I will see you all next time, but that's all for now. Goodbye.